Hi there, and thank you for joining us for installment four of six in a mini-series focused on showcasing the various types of business models that exist within Fiverrnew. I'm your humble host, Jesse Johnstone. Nashville area franchise owners JT Thompson, Matt Mead, and Mark Chastain are not only Fiverrnew friends and neighbors, they are true business partners. When all three of them were getting to a point where they were spending too much time in the business instead of working on the business, they all knew it was time to hire an admin. So they banded together and hired a shared admin who now quarterbacks each of their businesses, handling inbound phone calls, emails, and texts, creating quotes, handling scheduling, invoicing, and much more. It took a load off their shoulders and helped make way for them to generate more business each week. In this conversation, you'll hear how JT, Matt, and Mark have structured everything with their shared admin, how the technical logistics work, how they pay her, and how valuable and vital she's become to their businesses. We hope you enjoy listening in as there are many great insights to be had. Cheers. All right, really happy to be sitting down with JT Thompson, Matt Mead, and Mark Chastain. Uh, you guys make up the greater Nashville Fiber New team. And we're here to talk about how you guys work together in a shared admin and um, basically the ins and outs of what's worked for you, what you've learned along the way, and maybe just serve as a bit of a model for others who are curious in exploring what you guys have set up. But maybe just for jumping jacks and to get warmed up, let, let's just have you quickly introduce yourselves and maybe where your territory is proximity-wise in relation to Nashville. And JT, let's start with you. Where are you and how long have you been with Fibernew? And just what's your quick bio? Yeah, I am, uh, well, JT, I've been here going on five years, uh, five years this fall, I'm anniversary. And uh, I have basically the the city, the metro part of the city of Nashville downtown. And then I kind of go up into the uh, the northeast uh, as the areas that I cover and in relation to the city itself. Okay, perfect. And Matt? Yeah, I joined uh, June of 2018. Don't know how long that is. Um, and my territory is a kind of meet up to where JT stops there in Nashville. And then I kind of have central and southwest of the city and the suburbs around it. Perfect. And Mark? Uh, I kind of have the southeast, I guess it would be, technically, of Nashville. Um, I'm, I'm outside of the Nashville city limits. So I have a lot of the really wealthy, super wealthy people uh, in the Williamson County area, a little bit with Matt as well. Right on. So you guys all joined relatively close to each other. You started your businesses um, on very similar timelines. And it seemed to me that you started working together as a team almost from the get-go, correct? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It just, it, I guess we never never thought about another alternative. It just kind of made sense. Absolutely. You're all supporting each other. You all banded together and worked alongside each other anyway. What how did that lead into the idea of having a shared admin between the three of you? Um, do you remember those initial conversations and how you how you started talking about that? I think we came up with it. We try to meet for lunch. Well, when we first started, like every two months, we try to get together and just share, you know, who's seeing what from a competitive standpoint, market standpoint, so on and so forth. And it just got to the point that as we were talking, we all had the same issue that when we were doing a job, we wouldn't answer our phones because we wanted to be focused on the job. We get back to the car and call the people back and 
nobody ever answers. Maybe one or two people out of 10. And so we just got to talking that that, those are missed opportunities. Um, And as we get busier, those are just going to continue to stack up. And so that's when we started talking about, hey, if we all three go in together, not only will it save us money, but we can get a higher quality person for a third of the price for each of us. And then hopefully that will help us grow exponentially um, by making us seem larger and, you know, having higher quality people under you and not one person having to take on that, the expense. Yeah. I I think also the other things we were looking to solve, tagging on to what Matt said, not only is it tough to get somebody when you call them back, but you know, if you're on the, if you're on jobs all morning and you get somebody back two, three, four hours later, there's plenty of times where the people hear voicemail, they're going to just keep dialing down the phone book. Well, I dated myself there, not phone book. They're going to keep dialing down Google and, uh, and, and keep finding the next person to call. So very, very often you would get them back and they say, thanks, but I already found somebody else. So we're looking to say, you know, with the understanding that when you hear a live person professionally answering the phone, it tends to put people a little bit more at ease that, that they're on the list to call back, that this is a real company that I'm good now. I can go do whatever else I have to do and I'll hear back from them. That seemed to pacify them a lot more. And then also the other big thing that was a huge time suck for us was um, we would get on the phone and, you know, we're in the South. People like to talk, you know, sometimes you can get five minutes into a conversation before you figure out what's going on and you'd have that conversation. And then, Oh yeah, shoot. They're in Matt's territory. They're in Mark's territory. So I just had a great conversation for those guys, but it's, you know, five, six, seven minutes out of my day times, however many of those calls you get just to send them over to them. So that's a huge waste of time for, for stuff. It's never going to translate to business personally, even though I don't mind helping them out, but you do enough of those a day, you've now lost an hour plus. So trying to get someone also, we, we, we thought the overlapping model would really help in, in getting uh, prospects and leads assigned to the right direction automatically and save some time there too. You know, when you have somebody that's called and you're passing them around from phone number to phone number, um, it's very quick to lose that person because they're like, this is unorganized. And that's what it sounds like on their end of the phone when they're going, well, this is the wrong person. And, and we did that a couple of times initially was, you know, we didn't really know each other's zip codes. Great. Once you start getting several franchises right here, um, I may pass it to Matt and it was actually JT's. And by the time you pass somebody three times, they're pretty fed up with you um, as the own organization. So just the, that single number, Everything coming into that single number, that single person was huge. Uh, and then just from a financial standpoint, um, when we first started, none of us wanted to commit to paying that full that full pay. So we were like, this is this is awesome for us. And then we quickly realized that this was well worth the money for this um, and just time wise. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes so much sense on so many levels. All right. So let's talk about now how you found your admins. Do you remember when you started out, did you just put word out throughout networks? Did you advertise for it? How did, how did you make all that happen? Um, I have a buddy of mine that helped out quite a bit. He's a recruiter. And so um, to help me out, he did a couple real small postings, local on Facebook and uh, zip recruiter. I think what did we, we had three or four interviews before we found Ashley. Yeah, yeah, we had, and, we had we had some interesting ones. Yes, oh, a lot of them not not great, but we ended up finding um, 
Ashley, lo and behold, it was on a Facebook ad. So, or a post in an area called Nolansville. So if anybody's looking like, we knew we wanted them to work from home. We talked about what we wanted and we tried to figure out like, who fits that? Like what, who are we marketing this to? And in our minds, we were thinking, you know, maybe it's somebody that had a kid that, you know, she quit work, but now they're bored and kind of want something to do, but not for it to take up their whole life. So that's when he was talking about Facebook and getting on there. And we found her through a local page. And I think what's Ashley's been with us two and a half years. And the good thing about this is she had prior admin experience. Did she not? She did. She yeah. worked at a um, a chiropractor clinic. So she was very used to a lot of inbound calls. You know, she could juggle a lot of things at once. She has the air traffic controller mind. Yes. Kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. A lot of calls, willing to call and check on past due because, you know, chiropractors are collecting billing, willing to schedule appointments. Um, a lot of a lot of carryover in the skill set that we're looking for. Now. So let's talk a little bit about what she does exactly and how you guys have set it up and structured. So you forwarded your phones to a central number, correct? Yeah. So we have a, a this is one I, I kind of come from a telecom background, so I just did a little bit of digging on the, the best options. So all three of us have the same voice over IP provider, Ring Central. They've they've been they've done well, and so it has a you have a desk phone you know, that just plugs into your your router at home. But then also it has an app on my cell my personal cell phone, so that I'm able to receive calls, make calls from my fiber new number, even though it's my personal cell phone. Send text, receive text messages, all that good stuff. But the bigger thing was, I think it's on, uh, I believe it's on Matt's account. Matt went ahead and got another number that he added that we split the cost for. That is the admin line. So we have, because this is kind of a business grade voice over IP service, we all have custom rules in place that during certain hours of the day, um, obviously our business hours there that Ashley's on, those calls forward over to her and then automatically revert back to either our number or our personal voicemail, not personal voicemail, our work voicemail for our individual franchises. So we can get those calls and hear those after hours. So the commonality being all on the same platform makes it work really, really well together. Um, it's a, you log in, you click a button, you know, if you need to change something, if she's off and takes a vacation for a few days, you click one button and it turns off that forwarding until you go back and enter. It's, it's really slick. And then the other upside is there for her. We didn't need to go buy a phone line at her house and install that or buy her a cell phone or anything. We went and bought a $35 $40 Cisco desk phone, just handed it to her and she plugged it into her internet service and it works because we had it configured. So uh, likewise, I think there's been a ta- few times where she was on vacation, but didn't, it was kind of a weird vacation where it was a little bit of a work vacation. She wanted to keep working, take the phone with you. She can either use the phone, the cell phone application, or she can just take that phone and plug it in on the internet where she is. And it's worked really well. And then she answers the phone fiber to Nashville when, when a call comes in, correct? So she's at that point not delineating whose customer is this because she doesn't know. She launches into the conversation, gets their zip code, filters it out from there, and then starts the conversation? Uh, yes, to a degree. But she can also see what number's being called. So on her desk phone, she actually has the lines labeled JT, Mark, Matt. 
So that's her first clue that, okay, this is Matt's. Now she always has to double check it because as we all know, they don't always get the right number or call the right person. Yeah, she's able to figure it out, but she has those clues and things like that to help her out. How did you start her out on that phone process to where she's at now in what she's handling? I mean, maybe maybe the question is more, what all is she handling today for you? And how did you start her out? Obviously, the answering the phone calls, all that stuff, the scheduling, she pretty much does that for everybody. I have her actually creating quotes, sending the quotes, getting them approved. And then I'll have her go forward and even invoice jobs. So some of the clients we have is something we do all the time for warranty companies or like RV companies or whatever. I'll just send her a screen, a picture of the VIN decal or she gets the warranty company email. She creates all that. I don't have to create the job, the quote, the nothing. She puts it all in there and sends it all for me. So she'll invoice everything. And then because us three are all running job to job to job. And if we, you know, if we're at an RV dealership and we're doing five RVs that day, the invoicing time would take us probably an hour and a half that, that we don't want to take and we want somebody else to do. So she does all of that for me. Matt? Oh, she pretty much does the same scenarios for me. I'm not so much on the invoicing side yet. I still have to work on, I got to get with Mark to see how, see his process on that. So like, so she doesn't have to learn two processes. Like I, I need to emulate his so it's easy for her. Yeah. In terms of quoting, she quotes, um, she has, she can turn down things that she knows I don't want to do. Um, you know, she, she knows enough to this point where she, she knows bonded leather when she gets the pictures. So that doesn't even get to us. It's automatically, sorry, we, can, we can't do that. You Here's a list. We I gave her a list of upholsters. So if something needs to be reupholstered and she can kind of tell what needs to be done, at least on my side, what I won't do. And she'll send them a list. Sorry, we don't do that. We recommend reupholstery. Here's the three that we recommend. So that way we're still helping them and deflecting, but uh, all of that never gets to me. Now that took time for her to build up going back to where she started. At first it was just answering the phones and scheduling. And there was a lot of us, a lot of back and forth me talking multiple times a day. I'm sure with Mark and JT as well, trying to figure out, we made her finally got to the point where we made her price guide. We're all relatively priced the same. A couple things might be different here and there. But we made up price guides for for the three of us. So she's looking and somebody's like, I just want to quote. Give me, fine. Just tell them, give them this range and move on. So over over those two and a half years, it's kind of gotten more and more. And she's she's definitely a lot more than an admin assistant just scheduling now. That's that's for sure. JT, any variance yeah. in the business? It's similar, you know. I I, I it's funny, we kind of have a range, you know, from you got Mark at one extreme of the scale. Mark just take everything and do it versus I'm kind of more of the control freak. I'm like, ah, you know, let me let me talk about my schedule with you, this and that. And, and then Matt's probably somewhere in the middle between the two of us, I say. So but the one thing I think is important that Matt references early on, we said for this to work, for her to have some job satisfaction and be good at what she does, we got to have some standardization. 
we, even though we all three of us might be very different in how we would operate in our own perfect worlds, we need to figure out what that middle ground is. So she's not, doesn't feel like she's working for three different people. She needs to feel like she's working for, for one company that has similar policies, practices, and everything else. So whatever she does for us, we do try to standardize that. We're not always successful, but I think more often than not, we give her very a lot of familiarity in what she does. And then I think you, you talked about also how it ramped up and started to that. We, we tried to make it very prescribed. So we started out with scripts. You know, here's the phone answering script. Here's from a very basic, here's how you start out. Here's what you say. Here's the greeting. And then, like Matt said, we worked into familiarity with the jobs we do. Uh, she's done ride-alongs, you know, to see in the field, to see actually what she's talking to customers about rather than it just being a concept. But she's really, really embraced it and does well with it. And, uh, you know, the nice thing there, she's very good at what she does. She saves us time, but I think she's probably uh, more pleasant to talk to on the phone than any of the three of us. So there's some really good customer goodwill there as well. And they tell us, you know, your, your person actually, she's fantastic. You know, we've, I think we've all probably gotten Google reviews that referenced her by name in oh, the review. So, wow. How cool yeah, is that? It's, yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, we get, I get compliments about her all the time. And I'm like, what about me? I just fixed this couch. Jeez. She's almost in an in operations management role at this point to a certain degree, right? I mean, she's really kind of managing you guys in, in what you do, even though you're out in the field doing the actual revenue generation side of things. It's a way to put it. Herding cats is another way. Um, okay. You know. <laughs> but she does it. We're a lot to keep up with, but she also has permission to let us know. We told her from the first interview, like if one of us are slacking or you see us not responding to a customer in a timely way, like hold us accountable. Okay. And she like, does. You, it sounds like. Yes, she yeah. has no problems. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we emphasize that from the get go of it's two way communication. Uh, you know, we wanted to hear if we've asked numerous times, "Hey, what about this way of doing things?" Or as you're doing something, if you have a better way of doing something, let us know. Um, we want we wanted that up front. We may say no, we can't do that because of you know this, but. You know, she may see something that we don't see, just like any one of us may see something better to do, you know, systematically to, to, to make us better. Um, but, you know, I think from the first interview with her, a big reason we picked her, if I recall, was the personality and how she sounded on the phone. I think I recall that she was, uh, you know, twofold better, threefold better than anybody else that we interviewed on the phone. And it's paid off like the reviews he talked about. Um, you know, we knew that we could train her to do the actual processes, but the personality is something that's you're probably not going to train as easy. You want that to come into the job. Yeah, good point, Mark. You always hire for the person and you can train them on everything else. We've talked about the, the phone logistics. We talked a little bit about scheduling and whatnot, but obviously she has access to your jobber accounts, access to your inbox. And from there, just again, further steers things through email and, and jobber accounts too, right? Yep. Yep. As her own email address set up, basically we can direct things back to her. If if more is needed, more information is needed. It's very simple to correspond in that way. She's taking those leads, filtering them where they need to go uh, to the right opportunity folder. You know, it's she's in charge of reassigning something if it's misdirected, a web lead, whatever. So yes, yeah, running kind of runs a lot of runs the point on that technical backend for sure. Let, let's talk about how you guys pay her. Uh, what you pay her, how you split it amongst the three of you. 
Is she a, a 1099? Is she an independent contractor? How does all this work? First thing is she is a 1099, which actually she was very excited about. Her husband is an accountant. So that was actually a huge benefit for them to do something like that. Um, and for us, it's just easy accounting, right? Um, it's a lot easier to just 1099 somebody. When we researched it, we were like, okay, what, you know, what is the market going for? What are we, what's the normal pay? And we kind of figured it was somewhere, this was a few years ago. So like for what we were looking for, we figured like 13 to 16 ish dollars an hour. And so we didn't post the pay, but she came and interviewed. And then we started her at $14 an hour. And that was for the first, was it 90 days? Mm-hmm. I believe 90 days. Yep. And then if it worked out, then we bump her up to $15 an hour. So she was great with all of that. And then probably what, about a year ago? It was the end. Of, it, was the end it was the changeover from 21 to 22. We, we bumped her up to $18 an hour. Cause at that point her position had grown and she was doing great. Uh, JT was like, Hey, um, have you seen what these people are like? We're going to lose her if we don't bump this up. And we're like, yeah, bump it up. Like, I don't want to think about life before her. So we bumped her up to 18, um, which she was ecstatic about. And we also made it very flexible with her schedule, having a, a toddler. I think her son was a year old when she started with us. We manipulated the hours to work with her schedule. So she starts at 9 a.m. answering the phones. And then from 12 to 1, it gets reverted back to us because that's about the time that her kid woke up from his nap, needed fed, playtime, change, all that stuff. And then she went back on the clock from 1 to 4. There were two things in play. You know, the COVID kind of screwed up what traditional pay scales were by quite a bit. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm sure anybody listening to this throughout the country can relate to that. But like here in Nashville, what we saw was, I mean, I can go deliver packages out of the trunk of my car for Amazon and get $20 an hour and get as many hours as I want working for this. We're like, the idea of what's a reasonable pay is, it's changed. And so rather than wait for her to come to us and tell her she found something too good to turn down, or let's just go ahead and get ahead of the curve here because it's worth more to us than we're paying her. So let's go ahead and express that. And then, you know, we're a little bit simple. So 18 was the next number up that was divisible by three from 15. So nice and <laughs> nice and easy there as well. <laughs> Keep the math easy. But yeah, it was it was definitely a two, it was a recognition of what of how well she's done and, and what it's worth to us. And then also a proactive move just to retain her. And then Mark, you guys just a third, a third, a third the monthly pay at the end of the month. Is that how you do it? Correct. That's how we do. And it's it's a you know bi-weekly pay that we pay her. And she just um, records her hours and provides them to us and we do the pay. But in addition to the pay, I think something that has really helped us retain her is uh, the flexibility in her work schedule. Um, Obviously, we, you know, there is a limit to the flexibility where you got to actually show up and work. Um, But we don't say, hey, you only get six vacation days, you know, a quarter or we don't really have any cap when he set standard. Uh, we, we just kind of have a mutual understanding with her that you can take vacations, you know, just give us a heads up. Uh, we don't want you to be on vacation for, you know, 45 days. She gives us a heads up. Hey, I'm going to go on vacation. Uh, we don't really restrict anything. You get 
you work, you get paid, you don't, you don't. But it's been great from a standpoint of she doesn't have to worry about I only have four scheduled vacation days for this quarter. Um, I think that was a huge thing in helping retain because anywhere she's going to go for the most part is going to have some type of structured vacation leave where we're pretty flexible. So, uh, and then, you know, you, you hire a second one admin assistant, they can alternate the days or if one goes on vacation, then the other one can pick those extra up. Um, so I think having the second one is, is definitely vital to the flexibility, keeping them both happy, you know, things come up with family. Um, I think that's, that's a good deal if you can do that. So. And there's one other thing too, I guess you mentioned, you mentioned the pay and all three of us, you know, well, you know, definitely Matt and I, especially some of the stuff we've done, we, we, we all look back and say, you know, in the corporate world, we, we've worked for some miserable bosses before, you know, and one of the reasons when you start your own company, you don't want to be added to that list for somebody else and say, I work for somebody, but you want it to be a really enjoyable place to work. One of the things, so what we, we've tried to design is so that she feels like rather than being somebody just sitting in her house, answering the phone for nameless, faceless people, she understands she's a she's part of the machine. She's she's a part of the you know, to get too hokey. She's part of the family that we're trying to develop here. So we try to do little things like that to show her appreciation. We'll have uh, we'll go out to Top Golf and have an outing there for all this. And, you know, bring her kid, bring her husband, and uh, bring the people you know that are, that are working for us and come out and take everybody out for a good time and, and have some you know food and beverages and play some golf. We'll do Christmas parties at somebody's house. You know, have everybody over and their family. You know, be sure we give her give her a bonus. You know, when the end of the year comes around and it gets to be the holidays, do a review a couple of times a year, so that not just for us to go over. Maybe we could work on this or that, but also is there anything we could do that you see some efficiencies we're missing um, that would make your job more efficient and make us better in, in return? As we've already referenced, we're trying to make it a two way street, but try to make it feel, even though at the end of the day, this is somebody that we're paying. $18 an hour to answer the phone, they're doing so much more for us. Make sure they realize that and feel that as well. I think that, that helps with the retention ultimately. Absolutely. It seems to me you guys have really created a team environment with her right in the middle. So it, it's it's awesome to see. And that's what keeps people around. It's not just about the pay, right? It's it's all the the, the fringe benefits and the, and the sense of camaraderie and the top golf events and all that stuff adds up. So uh, kudos to all of you for doing that. It it helps that sometimes, well, if she spills something in her car, I mean, I've extracted her car seats a couple of times. Yeah, it's a good perk too. So, there's a. <laughs> I think a lot of people listening are starting to draw conclusions on what having an admin has meant for your businesses. But do you want to maybe just describe in your own words, you know, the the before and after results of not having an admin to an admin? Uh, maybe from a revenue standpoint or a stress standpoint or a business building standpoint. Any comments there? Why don't you go ahead? I don't want to think about life before having an admin. I do not want to go back there. I won't go back there. Yeah, that probably sums it up, but it's the amount of money that she has made us um, and the business is, we you can't quantify it. Um, what she takes off, the time she saves us, you know, the customer service that she provides, we got, I would highly advise everyone to get a good administrative assistant. I would, I would say the same. And it's, you know, we've, we've all heard the same things, right? You don't get, you don't get paid for being on the phone. You don't. And 
everybody that listens to this and has a franchise, they know exactly what their time commands as a franchisee per hour, you know, as far as the work we do, uh, what you, what you can earn. So every minute you're spending on the phone or, or chasing down a lead that ultimately turns out to be nothing or is mis, mis, uh, you know, directed to the wrong franchise. That's time that you're, you're losing efficiency and you're, you're, there's a true dollar value to that. And if you can farm that out and, Oh yeah, they're going to get some business back because now deals that you would have lost because you couldn't get back to them quickly enough that's found. So now there's a, there's an actual ROI associated with that. It, it's, it's a money maker in every, every sense of the term. So yeah. it's, it's, it frees us up to, to be as efficient as possible. That was going to be my next question, JT, for Mark is she obviously pays for herself uh, a few times over. Yeah. You just break the $18 up, you know, 40 hours, you know, we're not paying much a person. Basically we're doing one job and it's paying for her. Yeah, she's working all week for us and it's um it's you know tenfold for us. So last question, because we're asked this quite a bit, is do I add an admin first or do I get a technician? Admin. I would I would go with admin too. I, I think uh it's gonna do some things for you as far as uh, helping you get organized from the get-go, helping you have a professional face, and you're able to now go out and sell and market yourself uh and do those things while you have somebody holding the fort down. And not losing those leads that called somebody else because you were out hopefully selling. And it's really easy to get it's really easy to get lost and not do the business building activities because you're answering the phone so much early too. So I think it just keeps things going straight. And then the technician to me is step two. And I know there are people across the company who might disagree with the order operations, but I think Matt said it, I said it, I bet Mark will say it too. I would go with admin first every time. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting organized before you grow. It's how I look at it. If you grow without organization, um, you're not going to provide the quality of service, in my opinion, that because uh, you're, you're just not going to be structured. You're going to miss appointments. Stuff doesn't get on the schedule. Quotes don't get sent. Um, you got to get that squared away. And, and in addition, when you bring a tech on board, you know, or you bring anybody additional on board, you need to have the process squared away because um, nobody wants to come come to a job and go, wow, this is unorganized and, and not off on the right foot you know, it sets, sets it looking bad already. So, um, you know, maybe you're really organized and you can hire a tech first, but, um, as far as us, you know, the work just started coming in and it floods in and we needed that admin assistant. So that's a good point, Mark, that it could help with technician retention. If the more organized you are, right. You you bring someone into that clean slate, it makes the chances of them sticking around even greater. And uh, obviously, needless to say, remove the busy work from your guys' schedule, get back to revenue generating activities. It just makes sense from so many angles. I would say, you know, we got fortunate that we had a pretty group, pretty good group here when we started. I think it's very vital that, um, you know, if you jump on this path of sharing this admin assistant, go in there with an open mind. Don't go in there, you know, saying that, well, my way is the best. Um, you know, to have it a two-way street, listen to these other owners. You're not going to agree on everything. That's fine. Um, you know, there's there's nuances that happen, but, you know, be a good person, go in there with an open mind, be willing to work things out because there's many times we just have a conversation and try to figure out the best way to do something, you know? So that's a huge part of it. Sometimes you got to let a little bit of ego go, um, but know that it's for the greater good of you building a bigger, successful business. Uh, by you know branching out at a much less cost, so um, just 
take that into consideration when you jump out. Um, I think those are probably pretty good closing words. Yeah, we probably covered that it. That sums all. it up. But guys, thanks a lot for taking time to have this chat. We love what you guys are doing in Nashville and uh, hope that this provides some inspiration for other owners who have neighbors or maybe even not neighbors. You don't have to be adjoining as we're coming to learn with admins. They can be anywhere these days. So uh, thanks a lot for sharing how you've done it. Appreciate it. Thanks. Pleasure. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks again to JT, Matt, and Mark for taking time to share their story with us. Join us on the next installment of the Business Models mini-series where we sit down with quote-unquote rookie owners Robert and Chelsea Pegram as they describe their first year of business, what they learned along the way, and what their future plans are for years two, three, and beyond. Music on this episode courtesy of Peter, Bjorn, and John, as well as Los Lobos. Until next time, take good care out there. Cheers. Cheers.